live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, so that means that you and I, were all locked and loaded right here on LFA TV. This is live from America, and I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and we're broadcasting from the live, free, or die Granite State of New Hampshire, and although we wish we had another governor, we are honored to be here with you guys every single day. God bless you. And all glory to God for blessing us, for giving us the opportunity to have so many people that trust us day in and day out to bring them the news and the truth about what's going on from sea to shining sea. Let's do some live shout outs to people just joining in. How about Wayne Davis? How about Alyssa Loves USA? How about Barbara Peters, Becca and Denise? Good to see you. We've got Patriot Johnson in the building. We've got Miranda Dolan. We've got Annette. We've got Snell. How you doing? We've got Ma Bell uh, 313, Grammy Love, Dana and Larry, Arthur C. Ward. How you doing? Benny Clow. We've got Kathy Williams, Rita, and Bordeaux Jewelry. How you doing? Good to see you. Hazel Kitty and Daisy Duke, Troy Ingram, It's Me 77, Jen with a pen, Jen Hop, Roxanne, Tom, uh, 1964, and Peggy Dell. That's, I think, that's quite a bit of shout out. So, God bless you guys. I don't know if we have any birthdays in the house, but if we do, let me know in the chat. We can do a nice happy birthday to somebody, maybe many people. I don't know. All I do know is one of the things uh, that the left is trying to do right now is downplay wokeism. Jeremy, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is the left is doing everything they can right now to say, I don't know why everybody is going after these companies that are woke. It sounds like a broken record to me, Eli. We're so sick of hearing about woke. And why do you got to cancel culture everything? This is, a, this is a form of white supremacy and white nationalism. Why? Because we're the only ones with the money? No, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. Everybody has money. Asian people have money. Black people have money. Brown people have money. Saltine Americans like myself have money. 
No, no. See, the world just doesn't want to go with your narrative. So what they're trying to do now is blame you for cancel culturing, which is exactly why I don't have Facebook, uh, YouTube, TikTok, or any of the other things. I'm banned from everything. So they started cancel culture. Then the people that actually work for a living and have the money uh, cancel culture them, took all their money away from them because their money was coming from us to begin with. Now they're crying and saying, stop cancel culturing people. And if you go after somebody because they're woke, that's just a broken record spinning over and over again. Well, I'd like to ask Target how that broken record's working out for you. I'd like to, I'd like to ask Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, how's that broken record working out for you? This is MSNBC of all morons. Okay, this is MSNBC in the morning, Joe and morning Mika talking about how Donald Trump sounds like a broken record. Sounds like a broken record talking about woke. Well, I think uh, I think exposing wokeism is incredibly valuable. I think it's incredibly powerful. And if you don't ask me, like I said, ask the companies that are losing billions of dollars. Tim Scott did something, I think, I think uh, pretty smart in his announcement. He never talked about woke. He talked about things he disagreed with that some people might say, oh, well, that's woke or this. That. But but all this talk, it's it's at this point, it's ground noise when you go up oh, and woke is Florida is where woke goes to die. Like this is like Donald Trump and like being fat Elvis and like re, 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 repeating everything that he did in 2016. And and, you know, he's like Elvis in 1977. He's he's repeating the same act over and over again. And again, if you want to be new and you want to be different and you want to take your party in a winning direction, then then don't go to the lowest common denominator. Again, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, like I said, Joe, Slow Joe, Scarborough, uh, the biggest uh, Democrat in, in, in Republican sheep's clothing ever. Um, it doesn't make sense. You're right. You, let's ask Anheuser-Busch how much sense it doesn't make. Let's ask Target and Kohl's and everybody else who's going to, and PetSmart now, and Chick-fil-A, and all these other moron, scumbag, dirtbag people, CEOs and companies. Let's ask them how much sense it makes, because I'll tell you one thing, Eli, if it makes sense, it makes dollars. But if it doesn't make sense, it makes no dollars. And that reminds me of a company that's gone woke. So when you don't make sense, Eli... You don't make dollars. That's my boy. Producer Eli, can we get some love for producer Eli? Look, I know. I know that Mike Crispy always talks about how great his producer is. (coughs) Pride. (coughs) Anyway, uh, my producer's pretty good, too. He goes by the name of producer Eli. And uh, everything that you see and know of LFA TV comes out of that brainchild, which is Eli Ellis. So let's give Eli some love in the chat. And thank you for the rumble rants that keep him employed okay i think uh exposing woke is not a broken record i think exposing woke is exactly what we need to do and uh and it works and it works because they keep dropping so no matter how much they tell you it doesn't bother us it doesn't bother us we have a uh we have a clientele to uphold shut up you also have money to make it if you ain't making it you going broke Go woke, go broke. Yeah, that's it. Okay, anyway, I want to thank the following people because uh, without you, we don't exist. Look at all these one-time donations. Judy Walter, she said, you know what? I see the value in LFA TV. I know your monthly donorship is down. She came over for a one-time donation, 25 bucks. How about this? Patricia and Murray Campbell. 
They came over, one-time donation on JeremyHarrell.com, $150 donation. We've got Christine uh, Ayano and Sharon Stewart uh, with, two, with uh, both one-time donors, $20. We've got Trinette Mitchell, uh, $30. Kathy Hall, $25. Joanne Watkins, $5. And, of course, our monthly donors, Linda Brower, Fanny Kelly, Gaynell Joyce, Dennis Chaput, Robin Christian, George Robayard, Sophia Top, Suzanne Vermontes, God bless you. Yeah, she has in there for Eli's pay. She wants to make sure that Eli has his job. And Nadine Holbrook, you guys have done something that I never thought was possible, and that was take somebody from absolute um, band, basically banned into a non-digital existence, and you guys came and you guys reached your hand under the water and pulled me up and said, no, we need somebody that tells us the truth. Please continue to do your job. Barb S. Uh, Barb JS won $200 donation. She said, keep Eli eating this month. And Rita also said, keep LFA going strong. Thank you all. God bless you. Without you, uh, the world does not, <laughs> does not know at least the truth coming from us anyway. At least the truth that's coming from our end. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord, folks. We've got some great stuff to talk about today. You are not going to want to miss the last segment of today's show. I can tell you that right now. The last segment of today's show is going to absolutely blow your mind, wake your eye, wake you up, open your eyes, whatever. Thank you, Voter USA, too. God bless. All right, verse of the day today. I said, is swearing a sin? Oh, what a show we had this morning on Rise Up. Is swearing a sin? Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, who determines what words are swears? Who determines that the F word is a swear and the S word is a swear? It's actually a lot deeper than that. Okay. Thank you, Mike Ritter from Illinois, my home state. Thank you very much. Check this out. I'm going to give you three verses. Write them down. Get a pen, get a piece of paper. Ephesians 5, 4. Ephesians 5, 4. Colossians 3, 8. Colossians 3, 8. And James 1, 26. James 1, 26. Let's go to Ephesians 5, 4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. How about Colossians 3, 8? But now, you yourselves are to put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, and filthy language out of your mouth. How about James 1.26? If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his own tongue but deceives his own heart, the one's religion is useless. Now, there are many, many more uh, verses that I can point to. And no, it's not specifically the F word or the S word. It's not specifically this word or that word because every society has vulgar language for its time. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you, Griffin. God bless you. What I'm talking about is the vulgar language that we know or swears, the vulgar language that we would not let our five-year-olds say, the blasphemy that we do not engage in, that kind of stuff. If you know it's wrong and you're saying it and you feel it's not a right thing to do or you would scold your child for saying that same word, then it's a swear word and yes it is a sin the question is is vulgar language a sin the simple uh, answer to that without splitting hairs and really getting into well this word means this and that word means this the quick answer is yes now this may be for a problem for some of us I know it is for me and I've gotten a lot better at controlling my tongue and my quick to anger personality lately 
The way I understand sin is it's not just about obeying the Ten Commandments or not. It's more about if you feel something is wrong or something is not right, but yet you go and you do it anyway for your own selfish reasons, like swearing to satisfy the tongue, well then, yes, it is a sin. The more I started bridling my tongue, the worse I felt when I let my tongue off its leash. The tongue is evil, and if you don't tame it, you are doomed. Your words have power. That is why we say to pray boldly and pray out loud, because you can speak literally anything into existence, folks. That's how much power your tongue has. That is the power of God in you. Animals can't do that. You can. Okay? You must be a good steward of that power. Now, I want to give you a comparison. Think of Superman, a fictitious character that we all know. Okay? Superman had the power to destroy the planet or save the planet. And when he was a kid throughout comics and movies and cartoons, it was shown that he was bullied and picked on by other kids. Now, he could have easily punched those kids to space, never to return. But he held back his power and he did good with it instead. Same thing with the power of our words. If you have a problem with swearing and using vulgar language, especially in public and around children, try to bridle your tongue today. And once you do, you will realize just how off the leash your tongue always was. Let's all do our best to better ourselves today in Jesus' name. Now we are going to go and do the Lord's Prayer. But instead of doing in Jesus' name at the end as the prayer, we are going to say in Jesus' name and come to the Father through Jesus first and also end it that way. So how about this? Our Father, in Jesus' name, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See, I think we need to come to the Father in Jesus. Maybe even say it even before that. Say, in Jesus' name, our Father who art in heaven. Because we cannot approach God without Jesus. We cannot approach God without the blood of Jesus covering our multitude of sins. Because not one impurity, not one wrongdoing, not one sin can enter the presence of God Almighty. So always, in Jesus' name, before you pray, and in Jesus' name, when you finish your prayers from now on. Something we came to that revelation yesterday on Rise Up. Definitely a powerful show. All right, folks, I don't think I've ever seen 3,200 people ready and watching, ready to get going. So, ladies and gentlemen, lift up your cups. And as we have our first slurp of the day, remember that we have weekend shows now, too, that you definitely need to watch. And one of those weekend shows is Trumpet Daily, folks. Here we go. Mmm, that rise up beautiful gourmet coffee. Gotta love it, Eli. Trumpet Daily, every Saturday, 10 a.m. with Stephen Flurry, right here on LFA TV, followed up at noon by Ava Chen with Whistleblowers. 
But Trumper Daily, ladies and gentlemen, it's free. You go sign up for their publication. You get books. You get publications in the mail. They're Trump fans. They can't stand Biden. They're not about DeSantis. They're all about God. They think that Trump is anointed by God. His show is phenomenal. Check it out Saturdays here and sign up and subscribe for their email list because you get actual free publication in the mail as well. Big shout out to them. Here we go. First and foremost section. McCarthy Biden. I think that's got a good I think that's got a good ring to it. Maybe Biden McCarthy. Biden McCarthy 2024. Maybe that might be the Democratic ticket because um, uh, Kevin McCarthy is not a Republican, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody said, agree, don't change the prayer. Calm down. We're not changing the Lord's prayer, okay? If you say it at the beginning, you're not changing the Lord's prayer. And I have a feeling that Jesus would not mind if you said in Jesus' name before you said the Lord's prayer. So yes, we will be saying in Jesus' name before we say the Lord's prayer. Then we'll say the Lord's prayer in its entirety. Then we'll say the Lord's, and then we'll say in Jesus' name at the end, okay? Okay? We'll say the Lord's prayer in its entirety, And then we'll say it at the end. I highly doubt that saying in Jesus' name is adding to or subtracting away from the Lord. Okay? Don't split hairs over that. You're not going to win that argument. Moving on. I think McCarthy is not a Republican. I don't even think he's a Republican in name only. McCarthy is 100% a Democrat. He is 100% a progressive. He is 100% a, what do you want to call it? A communist ladies and gentlemen a communist because what he did last night and what all of the republicans that voted with him did last night is not a republican move it is a democrat move it does not help our country in a fiscal sense at all at all it does not help our country in any way shape or form no matter how you want to talk about it I love the I love the arguments about about the uh, the in Jesus name thing. You can argue with God about that one. All right, we're not we're moving on from that now. Okay, we're we're talking about our country's fiscal and financial responsibilities, and the fact that people are literally trying to destroy it from our own party. Because last night the debt ceiling passed, and the problem with the debt ceiling passing last night. After, you know, everybody goes home from work and they just they just do what they want in the in Congress and and vote on things that America does not want them to vote yes on. Right. Here's the problem with that. More Democrats voted for this bill to pass last night than Republicans. Let me say that one more time. More Democrats voted for this bill to pass to increase the debt ceiling by $4 trillion than Republicans. Do we really have a Republican-controlled House after seeing that? I thought that we were off to a great start here. I really did. We've done some great things as a party since we've taken over, and we've put Kevin McCarthy on notice. And I understand that everybody feels the same way I do. We want to see him put on notice with a motion to vacate today. Love you, Jeremy, but why did you say that McCarthy was speaking to Trump last, a lot last week? Because Trump said he was speaking to McCarthy a lot last week. I didn't just make that up. I didn't just say, hey, I think Trump is speaking to McCarthy a lot this week. No. I said that because Trump said he was speaking to McCarthy a lot last week, and McCarthy said he was speaking to Trump a lot last week. But then Trump said something that I don't think McCarthy liked. And Trump said, stand strong on this. Do not cave. 
and they caved. So I don't know where the disconnect happened at. But again, I didn't just make up the fact that Trump was talking to McCarthy. Trump said that himself. So I want to see a motion to vacate. The difference between um, me uh, wanting a motion to vacate and some people wanting a motion to vacate is I understand that people want a motion to vacate last night as soon as the bill passed. However, a motion to vacate needs to come with strategy. A motion to vacate needs to come with not only strategy, but a motion to vacate needs to come with um, commitment and duty and obligation. And some, some people saying, you know what? Nothing is going to change me from this motion to vacate. There's no deal that's going to be made. I want McCarthy gone. And there needs to be enough people that are going to say, I don't give a damn if this See, I just swore. I just did it. I don't care if this Congress doesn't move an inch in the next two years. We are going to do a motion to vacate every time. And if that fails, another person's going to do it. And if that fails, another person's going to do it. And if that fails, another person's going to do it. And if that fails, another person's going to do it. Somebody said to vacate must be done in 10 days. I don't know what that means, but I know anybody can bring a motion to vacate Anytime they want. So Matt Gates could bring a motion to vacate right now. And then if he lost that motion to vacate, somebody else could bring it. I don't know if that's what you meant, but I'm just saying that anybody can bring a motion to vacate at any time. A motion to vacate needs to happen, but we need to make sure that the people who bring it have a strategy and not only have a strategy, but have some numbers and have a talking point. Now, there are 71 Republicans who stood strong and said, nope, not doing this. Nope, not doing this. Those 71 Republicans need to also be strong enough to say, I move to vacate. Because this was not a conservative, nor was this a Republican voter's desire to see a debt ceiling bill increased without getting what we originally wanted for it. So somebody said, who would, play, who would replace McCarthy? They would have to have a vote for another speaker. They'd have to have a vote for another speaker. That's what would have to happen, okay? I understand that 10 more reps joined the 20. I heard that too, but I haven't gotten confirmation on that. I was going to say that today, but I don't know the exact 10 that joined the 20 uh, by name, okay? But what I do know is this. I said to you just now that a motion to vacate needs to be um, needs to be strategic and, it, and you need to have commitment out of it because you can't have people going, well, I move to vacate unless they do this for me. The motion, the motion to vacate does not, it should not, it does not need to be conditional. You've already done the crime. So that means the motion to vacate needs to be done on what you've already done, not what you're going to give me. Now, I want to play you about two or three minutes of this video from Marjorie Taylor Greene last night. And I have a new nickname for my used-to-be friend. She's no longer my friend. She's no longer my friend because, A, she won't call me back. B, she won't come on my show. C, she's become a complete rhino. D, she is not the same person that I fought with on the front lines in 2015 and 2016 whatsoever. I cannot stand this woman anymore. So I have a new nickname for Marjorie Taylor Greene, and it's Marjorie McCarthy Greene. She's going to drop the tailor. She's now Marjorie McCarthy. That's her new name because she is a rhino and she did not stand up. Now, she's going to pretend in this video like I didn't like all of this bill, but she actually says if anybody does a motion to vacate over this, they're dumb. So I guess I'm dumb. I guess her 
Uh, North, is it Northwest Georgia constituents? Is it, what is she, 14? Is she in District 14? Either way, she's calling her, her constituents dumb. She's calling you dumb. She's calling me dumb. Anybody who wants to motion to vacate is dumb, according to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let's play about three minutes of this. Bother me so much. I'll tell you what does bother me is I found out tonight that we had multiple Republicans that had already made a decision and a deal that they were going to sign the discharge petition to, for the clean debt ceiling bill. And, and that bothers me way more than Democrats voting on this bill. This is, we know this is a bipartisan agreement. Uh, our speaker right, went hold to on, the White hold on, House hold on. and made that agreement. Hold on. I just want to stop her real quick here. So she just said it bothers her more that Republicans were willing to vote on this clean debt ceiling bill, which is a bad thing, yes. But that bothered her more than Democrats siding with McCarthy to vote on it. Knowing that we're not dealing with a sane Republican and a sane Democrat party anymore. It's not the days of I wish we could all work together. Those days are over. If the Democrats are voting for something, uh, especially more than Republicans are, then they're getting something out of this for their crazy and no integrity way of living. Obviously. And she said that bothers her more than the Democrats who voted for the bill. Unbelievable. Roll the clip. Agreement um, with President Biden. So, of course, we knew Democrats were going to be voting for it. But I, I, <laughs> it really, it really upsets me that, that on the front end of this, that we had our own members that were prepared to cross over and just pass the clean debt ceiling bill. And that's why a lot of us chose to uh, work and fight for this, is we were trying to stop a clean debt ceiling bill. Um, so, Ken Buck said that his constituents are furious about this debt deal. You represent a very conservative district. Are your constituents furious about this deal? No, they're they're not furious, and and I'm happy to be going back home tomorrow so I can talk to them about it. Uh, they don't want to default. There's a lot of small businesses in my district that don't want to have uh, financial problems. We don't want to see um, our our bonds uh, downgraded. We don't want to we don't want to see any kind of economic failure or bank problems um, coming from a default. I think that's really important. It's more than just taking a politically easy vote. It, it was politically easy for people like me to vote no on this because none of us ever want to raise the debt ceiling. I certainly don't, especially on all this debt that I never voted to create. So it was it was actually Hold harder on. for people no, like no. me to get in here and Hold work on. hard to get this passed. I certainly don't want this debt. I didn't vote for this debt. And it was really hard for me to come in here and vote to get this passed because I don't like this debt and I don't want it and I didn't vote for the debt we have. So let me go in there and vote for four trillion more. I... <laughs> Do you see the skewed logic there? In one sentence, she goes, I didn't vote for this debt. I don't want this debt. God forbid. I'm a small business owner. I have blah, 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 blah. I don't want any of this debt. I didn't vote for any of this debt prior. So it was really hard for me to go in there and vote for more debt. Four trillion dollars more debt. Dumb, dumb. Dumb, dumb, Eli. I don't want the, I, I didn't want the debt. I want the debt. I can't wait till the day I see her again. She's lucky that I wasn't there at CPAC when she was getting visit, no, when she was getting interviewed. Because when I see her again, I'm going to say, why are you a rhino and why are you different? That's, I'm not even going to give her the common courtesy of interviewing her like a normal uh, interview, interviewer. I'm going to say, why are you a rhino and why have you changed? 
Is it the insider trading that you're doing right now? Is it the money that you're making right now? Is it the politician that you're becoming right now? Is it the rhino that you've become? What is it? Why are you so different now? That's what, that's what the first question that I asked. Why are you so different? And are you sleeping with both Kevin McCoward and Brian Glenn? Or are you just sleeping with Brian Glenn now and you stop sleeping with Kevin McCarthy? Because if you're going to be a public politician and you're going to be a dirtbag like you've become, then I'm going to air out your dirty laundry to the people because this is what we do here. Are you still sleeping with Kevin McCarthy while you're sleeping with Brian Glenn, who's in the news business, and you're a politician? Wow, we don't like that when it's on the other side. Or, are, or have you stopped sleeping with Kevin McCarthy now and you're just sleeping with Brian Glenn right after your divorce to your husband? Because it seems like to me, your downfall is not just at a political level, it's at a personal level, an individual level. And if you're going to screw us, then I have no problem in airing out your dirty laundry. So, what is it? so which one is it? Are you still sleeping with both or have you dropped one? Have you let go of one branch and now just hung on to the other one so that you get positive, positive coverage from a large alternative media network? Which one is it? Huh? Either way, we ought to have a lot of fun, huh, Marjorie? Marjorie McCarthy? I'm really, 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 really sick and tired of secretive backdoor deal scumbags like this. I really am. Oh, would you like to hear the part where she says you're dumb? Okay, hold on. If you want to, if you want to uh, file a motion to vacate. But again, I was, I did this because I do not want to see a clean debt ceiling raise, and we are actually cutting spending with this bill. And I think that's something I can take home and say, look, the bill isn't perfect. There's a lot of things I don't like in it, but we did cut spending. We're saving the American people money, and we have a tool in there in our toolbox now with the appropriations package which I really care about, and I want to work on um, in appropriations going against this weaponized government. To follow up on Scott, though, did, did the Speaker give an assurance that they wouldn't, that you wouldn't pass the bill where more Democrats voted for it than Republicans? I mean, it sounds like some of your fellow colleagues were upset about that. That looks like Paul and Gracia right there. That's not an issue to me. Um, I was just telling Scott what upsets me is we had Republican members that were already planning to sign the discharge petition to pass the clean debt ceiling bill. That upset. How many members do you I do know some of them. I'm not going to name names, um, but it was approximately seven, possibly up to 12 is, is the numbers that I understand. Um, but there were about seven that were going to do it, and then it could have been higher. Congressman Biggs said earlier that there's going to be a, a reassessment of what the coalition is governing the House right now. What's your, your reaction to that? Coalition and a reassessment is in what, a motion to vacate? Something like that, essentially saying that it was Republicans and conservatives who helped bring Speaker McCarthy over the finish line, and, and now it's, you know... No, there were 20 of them that tried to stop bring, bringing him across the finish line. I think the American people would be purely disgusted if they wanted to throw away our majority and, and completely destroy our conference and our ability to get things done. I think our Republican voters would be disgusted at that because here, what we've done so far in five months, we've passed a parents' bill of rights. We've passed protect, um, protecting women, women and girls' sports. We passed the strongest border package that there has been in, I don't know how long, history probably. Um, we passed an America First energy bill. 
And if my friends and colleagues in the Freedom Caucus want a motion to vacate over that, that is absolutely absurd, simply because we passed a, a, a debt ceiling bill that actually cuts spending and gives us the tools in the toolbox to work hard in appropriation to stop Biden's weaponized government. I think they'd be, I think they would find out that it's not as popular as they think just because it looks good on Twitter right now. It would be a really dumb move. Oh, there Obviously you go. There you go. It, just because it looks good on Twitter, it would be a really dumb move. Just because it looks good on Twitter, it would be a really dumb move. Hmm. So somebody said, uh, somebody, uh, some people are saying, do we know for sure she was sleeping with Car- McCarthy or are you just assuming? Um, I mean, outside of sitting in a bedroom with them, watching them have sex, I know about as much as you could know about them having a, re- a sexual relationship. Remember how all those months I was saying, I'm not going to say certain things about certain people that I know because it really doesn't really matter. Well, now it matters. Now it matters because when you find out what kind of an integrity, some, uh, the level of integrity somebody has, and you start to see how much they lie to you, and you start to see how much you've supported them, especially somebody like me who fought alongside of her and worked alongside of her for so long, and they flip like that, then yeah, I feel like I have an, I, I feel like I am able to at least air the dirty laundry that I feel like I want to air. Am I wrong? Maybe. Am I right? I don't know. What I know is I'm ticked off. I'm sick and tired of being lied to by politicians. I'm sick and tired of people becoming politicians and then getting paid off or doing whatever. She is insider trading. She is buying a lot of stuff on the stock market that she never did in her real normal life. And I wonder how she knows about all that. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen. Are we really going to not sit here and read between the lines and understand exactly what the heck is going on here with people like her? I'm so over it. I'm so over it. So you know what I'm going to do right now? Eli, can you give me that award out there? I forgot to get that award. Thank you. There we go. It's time to give the Dumb Dumb Award of the Month for the month of May today. Thank you, Eli. So ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We sat through a whole month of debt ceiling debate. with people that are so unqualified to even have a single household budget debate. And now they've worked together to screw every single one of us and our children out of more of our hard-earned money and just rape us of tax dollars. So for that reason and that reason alone, I am going to give the Dumb Dumb Award of the Month to Marjorie McCarthy. Yes, I'm going to smash the two together and I'm going to give it to Marjorie Taylor Greene and I'm going to give it to Kevin McCoward McCarthy because these two are probably the most unqualified, stupid, see-through losers in our party today and they've really shown their true colors lately. So for that, you get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Month here on LFA TV for the month of May, Marjorie, and maybe, just maybe, Maybe, just maybe enough people will tag you to respond to me now since you seem to have, I don't know, lost my number. Get your act together. Start working for the American people and stop working to fill your own pockets. Dumb, dumb award of the day goes to those two morons right there. And I have no shame in my game. I have no shame in my game. A lot of people are probably really mad at me right now. And I'm not going to say I don't care. So I'll say nothing. How about that? Because you've got people like this 
And I don't know if you guys know who this guy is. This guy's a, <laughs> this guy's a ball of wonder. Uh, well, actually, before we go that, let me just go to this video of Kevin McCarthy because this tells you everything you know. He got on TV last night and said, I've been waiting for this moment. What? I've been thinking of this moment since before I got my speakership. You want to Paul Ryan some more there, guy? Listen to this. I've been thinking about this day before my vote for speaker. Because right. I knew the debt ceiling was coming. I wanted to make history. I wanted to do something no other Congress has done. That we would literally turn the ship. That for the first time, in quite some time, we'd spend less than we spent the year before. Tonight, we all made history. Oh, yeah, you sure this did. this is the biggest cut and savings this Congress has ever voted for. And the most pop money you've ever I've been thinking about this day before my vote for speaker. We need to make that a... Because I knew the day... I've been thinking about this day. I've been thinking about this day. I've been dreaming about this day. You've really been thinking about this day? Are you serious, Kevin McCoward? You've been thinking about this day... You've been waiting to increase our national debt by $4 trillion when we're experiencing the highest inflation we've ever experienced under the most dumbest individual that's ever, ever, ever illegally occupied the White House. You've been thinking about this day? This day? Tells you everything you need to know about that loser right there. He's been thinking about this day for so long. And again, like I'll tell you, like I say, there are more Democrats that voted for this bill last night than your fellow Republicans, folks. More. And here's where you get real dangerous. is when you got this loser, Representative Clyburn, saying we shouldn't even have a debt limit. Can you imagine, Eli? Can you imagine not having a budget limit in your home? Can you imagine going home and telling your wife, Honey, <laughs> honey. Apply for the credit cards. Go, home, go out there and drain our bank account. Apply for all the personal loans you can. It's red panty night, baby. We are going wild. That's what the Democrats want to do. And this is what Kevin McCarthy's voting for. Check this out. You know, I'm not a proponent of having a debt limit. I don't think we ought to have that at all. <laughs> I've done the study on this. I understand Denmark may be the only other country uh, democracy that's got one. And even it... Their debt limit is three times above what their budget is. So I don't know why we have this debt limit. I wish we'd just get this thing behind us, what? pass this bill tonight, and let's next week start working on getting rid of the debt limit altogether. What? You know, I'm not a... Wait, hold on. Hold on a minute. I know we got... Eli gave us a new laughing thing. Can we put that... Yes, there it is right there. Here we go. Put that up there. There it is. Yes. Just absolutely incredible. Why do we even have a debt ceiling? Why do we have a debt limit? Eli, no more debt limit. What we're going to do, Eli, from now on is we're going to take all the money that's donated for us to do our harder, hard work, and we're just going to go spend it, and we're not going to spend it on things to further uh, the success or the achievements of LFA TV. Sound good? So anything that you guys send in, we're just going to go piss away. How about that? It's going to go piss it away on things. We don't need a debt limit. What are you, stupid? Pass the debt limit ceiling and then get rid of the debt limit ceiling and then just spend money. 
Just print it and spend it, you morons. What is wrong with you? Oh, Representative Clyburn. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. You know what I want to do right now? I'm going to humble myself. Lynn Wood, if you're out there, well, I know you are, and I don't, don't think you watch my show anymore, but Lynn Wood, if you're out there, if anybody can get this to Lynn Wood, maybe I'll give it to, maybe I'll send it to, to uh, maybe I'll send it to uh, Candace Taylor, because I know Candace will get it to Lynn. Lynn Wood, I'm sorry. I am sorry that I doubted you when you were trying to tell us about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Kevin McCarthy a long time ago. Yeah. I don't agree with everything that Lynn Wood says, and I'm sure he wouldn't agree with everything that I say. But I'm going to say this. I apologize, Lynn Wood. I was wrong about Marjorie Taylor Greene. You were right. I am sorry. There we go. Moving on. I'm going to play one more video and then I'm going to do two sponsors back to back. I've kind of held back on doing the breaks because I'm kind of in a zone right now on this stuff. I want to hear, I want you to hear what Eli Crane, who voted against this uh, bill, I want you to hear what he has to say about this rolling. Hey guys, just got done voting on HR 3746, the Fiscal Responsibility Act. Unfortunately, we came up short. We lost the vote tonight. Um, that bill passed. It's going to add an additional $4 trillion to the national debt over the next two years. Um, one of the most interesting things that came out of this was the fact that when you tally up the votes at the end, there were more Democrats than Republicans that actually voted for this. That's right. 165 Democrats supported this um, to 149 Republicans. Why do I say that? Because the uniparty is a very real thing. And Republicans have been touting this all week as a historic bill with historic cuts. If that's the case, why did more Democrats vote for it than Republicans? I want you to think about that when you hear your congressman or congresswoman back in the district talking about how historic this thing was. There you go. Eli Crane. Eli Crane is like us. He's just a normal guy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, look, we gotta, we gotta, uh, we gotta show our sponsors some love, especially, especially with, uh, with the way things are going on nowadays. So the first sponsor that I want to, um, that I want to talk about today, is for Patriots because that guy right there, Eli Crane, he's a Patriot, and there were seventy something other Patriots out there who said, you know, we can't do this. We cannot, re- we cannot increase our debt like this, especially with inflation, with the dollar dying, and 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 China d- like controlling everything, and and all the food shortages coming, which I showed you that the 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 threat assessment to the, for twenty twenty four and ahead is going to be food shortages and energy shortages. You do not need to rely on the federal government. And you do not need to rely on China. And you do not need to rely on anybody for your food and your energy. God gave you everything you need. So harness the power of the sun and get yourself a solar power generator. If you've got money, buy a couple of them. I suggest if you've got the money, have as many as you can. Because you're going to need to declare your independence again from this government and from all of the energy and food supplies that they will control. And trust me, if Donald Trump does not get back in there, they will. 
So declare your independence today and do not rely on anybody for your food and your energy. Grow your own food, have survival food, harness your own energy, become autonomous, become independent, and don't rely on anybody for the well-being of yourself or your family. God gave you everything you need and he will continue to supply you with everything you need. So if you guys are going to be doing some shopping, please go to 4 Use the promo code LFA. Get a 10% discount off your entire order. You can hero bundle. You can package things together. It doesn't matter how much you buy. You can use the promo code LFA, and it keeps them sponsoring, and it helps us out. So thank you all very much. I can't afford it either, Kat. I, I only have the, uh, the Patriot power generator because somebody bought it for me, and I have the small one because it was given to me. But me and my wife are now going to buy out of our own pocket another big one because we've seen how great they are, okay? Um, so 4 ladies and gentlemen, check them out. And the other one I want to show you guys is, and I, and I have a little video to show you with, so I'll show you the video with it. And that's CB Distillery. You see this? You see the back pains, the arthritis, the neck pains, the shoulder pains, the insomnia. How many people have insomnia? I know insomnia was a big problem for me before I started eating sleep gummies. I can tell you that. CBD is natural. Now, you see it's got a, a pot leaf there, right? Well, that pot leaf is grown on this earth, and it's got so many other uses than smoking bongs, ladies and gentlemen, all right? Hemp, clothing, medicinal purposes. Everything that God said that you would need for anything that ails you is growing on this earth. The difference is the pharmaceutical companies, they go buy it all up. They go grow it all. They put it all together. They package it up and they make everything else illegal and they spend millions of dollars to tell you that everything else is bad so you have to buy from them. You don't have to do that. Go natural. Go green. Go CBD, uh, CB distillery. Use promo code LFA and start putting a dent into these liars that only take the same stuff that you can get on your own, package it up and sell it to you, and don't allow you to do it any other way. All right? Now, I don't know if you guys can see, but on my screen, right up there, you'll see it says Pro-Life Month. Now, usually up there, it says LFA TV. But because this is the 1st of June, we are going to have Pro-Life Month up in the top corner of this show every single day of this month. Because this is a one-year anniversary since we decided to start honoring God again and stop allowing federal murder of babies. And it was the chance that we got God to look back to us, turned his face towards us again as a nation, and is now working in this Jesus revolution that we're experiencing today. It is pro-life month, and that's what you're going to see up in the corner of my show for the rest of this month. Amen? God bless. All right. Um, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to skip a couple stories here, but I think you need to know these ones. There's a latest leak by Jack Smith, okay? Um, If you guys don't know who Jack Smith is, he's the special counsel trying to lock Donald J. Trump up. He's not going to do it, though. The latest leak by Jack Smith involves a ridiculous war plan by dum-dum General White Rage Mark Milley to, quote, deploy a massive number of troops into Iran, something the White House scoffed at, okay? On Wednesday afternoon, special counsel Jack Smith leaked another report to CNN claiming that they have audio recordings of Trump talking about classified documents. 
Uh, the so-called classified information was a report written by dumb, dumb General White Rage Mark Milley, the Trump-hating liar, fat little scumbag who has no respect of mine whatsoever, who surrendered in Afghanistan to the Taliban and turned over, I don't know, $80 billion worth of weaponry to them. Milley wrote in a report on his invasion plans into Iran that included the deployment of a massive number of troops into the Islamic State. This was obviously not taken seriously by President Trump or his staff. Trump was the first U.S. president in decades to keep the U.S. out of any wars. You and I know that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, they're trying to spin this and make this look like Trump was completely against our military and completely against our generals and completely against what they wanted to do and was trying to put us into this World War III situation that our, this is the way they're going to spin it, that our Pentagon stopped him from doing. In reality, Donald Trump knew exactly how woke General White Rage Millie was. Uh, D- Donald Trump knew exactly how screwed up the Pentagon was, and he was exactly doing uh, what we say he, w- he did, and that is he kept us out of wars that they were trying to get us into. He kept us out of wars that they were trying to get us into, and now they're going to spin this and try to make it look like Donald Trump was becoming a dictator and not listening to our most trusted advisors in the Pentagon. Nobody cares. On top of that, the National Archives Agency is refusing to turn over emails between Hunter Biden and his father's staff to Congress. So now you've got the FBI director, Christopher Wray, rolling the dice and basically calling the bluff of Congress because he sees how weak McCarthy is. Now, if McCarthy would have stood strong on this, he probably would have a little bit more, I don't know, of a poker face to be able to threaten the FBI. So we know that the FBI director, Christopher Ray said, I'll let you see the document, but you can't have it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back it up real quick. Buried the lead. We buried the lead right there. In the very same act of defying the congressional subpoena to get the documents that prove that Joe Biden is Ill- it created, uh, did illegal crimes, felonious illegal crimes as vice president, worthy of treason... In the very same act of them saying, we're not going to give you the document, they admit that the document exists. That's the buried lead. That's the buried lead. The buried lead is here that, that Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, is admitting that the document that proves Joe Biden is guilty of treason exists. Up until now, the mainstream media is saying, that the Congress, the uh, Congress is trying to subpoena something that doesn't exist. But wait a minute, we aren't as stupid as the mainstream media audience. We get it. We read between the lines. We find the buried lead, and the buried lead there, and them saying you can't have the document, but you can view it, tells me that they admit that Joe Biden committed treason. Amen. And now you have the National Archive Agency, the one that was, you know, trying to frame Trump for all the documents in Mar-a-Lago. Now they're refusing to give Congress uh, email documents between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's staff when he was the vice president. And you think they care about Kevin McCarthy? Kevin McCarthy was just, just bent over. He just folded like a lawn chair. Makes you sick, doesn't it? And another, another a story that I was going to get to that I'm just going to touch on real quick here. George Soros' son, Alex Soros, who's going to take over for his evil emperor father. 
He has now reportedly visited the Biden White House, let alone the Delaware House that Biden lives in. We don't know about that. But what we do know is that Alex Soros has visited the Biden White House 17 times. Why? Why does Alex Soros have this unprecedented access to the White House, our house, 17 times to talk to Joe Biden? I'll tell you why. Because George Soros and Barack Obama and Valerie Jarrett and Sally, uh, uh, Sally Rice are running this country. I mean, Susan Rice and Sally Yates. 17 times George Soros' son has visited the White House. How does that make you feel? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get into this last story, and then we're going to do our last two sponsors. But this, these stories are kind of crazy. This is where I told you you guys should have waited. I'm glad you guys are still here. Please share this video. How many of you people know who Alice Bailey is? How many people have ever heard the name Alice Bailey? Eli, have you ever heard that name? Alice Bailey? You're gonna, your, your mind's going to be blown when I tell you who Alice Bailey is. Well, first of all, to know who Alice Bailey is, you must understand who she worked for. The United Nations actually employed Alice Bailey almost 100 years ago. Well, not really. It's actually, I don't know what year it exactly was in. But anyway, they employed Alice Bailey to give them the foundation of the rules that the United Nation was going to live by to basically crush Christianity and end the United States of America. Ready for this? Here are the 10 steps that Alice Bailey wrote as an official United Nations rule set that they were to follow in order to take down Christianity and because Christianity said had such a hold over the world and the United States of America. Here we go. Number one, take God and prayer out of the education system. You can look this up for yourself. Number two, reduce parental authority over the children. Number three, this was, by the way, this is a 10-point charter that she wrote for the UN. Number three, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the traditional Christian family structure. Sound a little bit like BLM? Sound a little bit like BLM? Number four, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. Make, number five, make divorce easy and legal. Free people from the concept of marriage for life. Number six, make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. Number seven, debase art, make it run mad. Number eight, use media to promote and change mindsets. Number nine, create an interfaith movement. And number 10, get governments to make all these laws and then get the church to endorse these changes. Does anybody know what church is endorsing all of this right now? I'll give you one guess. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's the largest Christian operation in the world. Does anybody want to know what church validates all of that? At the perfect time that we're talking about one world order, one world government, one world religion, right? Hmm. Here we're going to go a little bit deeper. I've got about three minutes to get this to you. You ready for this? By the way, this is the charter in which the United Nations operates under today. Just so you know, this is not gone. This is there today. Alice Bailey, her words still ring true today. Here's another play. Here's something else for you. It's going to blow your mind. Ready for this? 
How many people have ever heard of the Baha'i faith? The Baha'i religion. It's the world's newest religion. It's called the Baha'i faith. Do you know what the Baha'i faith is? It is a nine-point star. It's to represent all nine major world's religion as one religion. To see them as equals. I'm going to bring it up for you right here so you guys can go uh, search this for yourself. Here it is. This is the Baha'i faith. Look at it up. What Baha'is believe? Okay? This is originated out of Iran, and it comes from Islam. Much like Christianity it came out of Judaism, Baha'i came out of Islam. Now, it's all a lie, but what it wants to do is it wants to take all world's face, and it wants to make a nine-point star and put them all under one world religion, seeing all religions as equal. Now, who puts that nine-point star in front of them when they speak? Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab, when he speaks, he puts the nine-point star, he puts this thing that looks almost like a griffin, and then he puts this saying in Latin. And the saying in Latin means um, uh, immense power and knowledge. The nine-point star is the nine-point star of the Baha'i faith, which is taking all the world religions and making one world religion, and then the Griffith thing that he has is basically an old demon that they used to pray to, and, you know, uh, it's not, it's not uh, Baal, but it's a demon like Baal where they used to, you know, sacrifice children to and, and, and humans. So, ladies and gentlemen, one world order, one world religion, the United Nations is an enemy of Christianity and God and Christ, and under their current charter today, they are still on a mission to destroy Christianity. And by default, you destroy the United States of America. And right there, I will mic drop that moment and leave the rest to all of you because you're going to dig deep into that and you, what you find is going to make you absolutely sick to your stomach, folks. Now, the last, uh, last but, but not least... Uh, sponsor of the day that I would like to show is EnviroCleanse. Ladies and gentlemen, ekpure.com, promo code LFA. That is ekpure.com, promo code LFA. Look, you're going to need to have your own food soon. You're going to need to have your own energy soon. And you're going to need to breathe good, uh, breathe well uh, soon as well. Because ladies and gentlemen, uh, who knows what they're going to do. They've already done oil spills and chemical spills everywhere. It's disgusting. Bad things are happening all around the world. And they are a cause of it. So, ekpure.com, ekpure.com, get yourself the EnviroCleanse, pay payments on it, don't pay it all off at once if you don't have to, and it's made in America, and it's a full back money-back guarantee. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America today, but LFA TV continues with my boy Mike Crispy and self-proclaimed base, most base producer in the game, Frankie. They're starting their show absolutely right now, so ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one. Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Denise says, depressing show today. Ah, but Denise, guess what? Truthful show. And you have more knowledge today than you did prior to the show. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you in Mike Crispy's chat up next. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you guys. See you later.